Good morning. Scott Luton here with you on this edition of This Week in Business History. Welcome to today's show. On this program, which is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming, we take a look back at the upcoming week, and then we share some of the most relevant events and milestones from years past. Of course, mostly business-focused, with a little dab of global supply chain, and occasionally, we might just throw in a good story outside of our primary realm. So I invite you to join me on this look back in history to identify some of the most significant leaders, companies, innovations, and perhaps lessons learned in our collective business journey. Now, let's dive in to this week in business history. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Kelly Barner, owner of Buyer's Meeting Point and the host of Dial P for Procurement here on Supply Chain Now. Each week, my business history co-host Scott Luton and I travel back through time to bring you the best business stories, innovations, people, and surprising facts, some of which you have probably heard before and others of which are on the verge of being forgotten. If you enjoy our unique blend of storytelling and business history, take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and maybe share a review. That will help others find us. In this week's episode of This Week in Business History, I'm taking my inspiration from a patent that was awarded to Mary Anderson on November 10th, 1903. And that is for a window cleaning device known to us today as a windshield wiper. Born in Greene County, Alabama on November 19th, 1866, Mary Anderson was an American real estate developer, cattle rancher, and viticulturalist, which as I learned in researching this episode means she cultivated grapes. Now, despite how interesting all of that is, if you find yourself thinking that none of it qualified her to invent windshield wipers, you would be absolutely right. Mary Anderson's story is an example of woman moment machine. She lived with her mother and sister, never married and never had any children. Thanks to a combination of her deceased father's estate and some family inheritance, she and her family were able to live comfortably. In 1903, Mary was on a trip to New York City in awful weather when she noticed that the trolley car driver wasn't able to see out the front window because of the sleet. The poor driver had to periodically open his window and lean out or stop the car and get out to wipe off the window with his hands. She did not have an engineering background, but Mary immediately recognized the opportunity associated with being able to solve this problem. She may not have been the first one to try, but she was absolutely the first person to invent an effective windshield wiper device. After returning home to Alabama from New York City, Mary Anderson immediately hired a designer to help turn her idea into a reality. Although it was better than nothing, just ask that trolley driver, Her invention was pretty far from the windshield wipers we know today. First of all, her invention was manual. The rubber wiper blade was moved by a hand-operated lever positioned inside the vehicle. The wiper arm was spring-loaded and a counterweight held it against the glass. In better weather, the wiper could actually be removed and stored. But who was this invention intended for? We know she was inspired by that ride in the trolley car, 
all entrepreneurs want to achieve scale. Today, we associate windshield wipers with cars, but Mary was a little ahead of her time. In 1903, the Ford Model A hadn't been manufactured yet, and the Model T wouldn't go into production for five more years. Translation, no addressable market. And no target market means no ability to sell the rights to the patent and profit from her invention. She tried to license the design through Dinning and Eckstein in Canada, an agency firm who would monetize it on her behalf, but they turned her down, saying, quote, We do not consider it to be of such commercial value as would warrant our undertaking its sale. Others that she spoke to about the idea were too focused on the risk the device represented to the driver. Just imagine what those people would think of car radios and cell phones today. In 1922, just two years after the expiration of Mary Anderson's 17-year patent, Cadillac was the first car manufacturer to include windshield wipers as standard equipment on certain models. Although Mary never profited from her invention, she got the next best thing, at least in some people's estimation, a mention on The Simpsons. In a 2006 episode, Girls Just Want to Have Sums, Marge and Homer were talking about the relative advantages of men and women. Marge points out that a woman invented the windshield wiper, to which Homer says something characteristically dumb. Now, the interesting thing here is that Mary Anderson wasn't the only woman to earn a patent for a windshield wiper design innovation. In 1917, Charlotte Bridgewood, an American vaudeville performer and inventor, received a patent for a windshield wiper that used rollers rather than blades to clear vehicle windows. Her design didn't work as well as Mary Anderson's, and it never caught on. But her daughter Florence followed in her footsteps. Florence Bridgewood was best known for being a film star, the first film star, as some have called her. But she must have had some free time on her hands because, like her mother, she invented several automobile-related devices. She is credited with designing the first auto-signaling arm, what most of the world now refers to as a turn signal or directional, but which people in my hometown of Boston obviously call a blinka, as in, use your blinka. She also invented a mechanical brake signal, but she never patented either invention and therefore didn't receive official credit or profit. Although, as we've seen, women who were awarded patents often still didn't benefit from their efforts back then. Getting to automatic wipers was the next step, and the first patent for them was awarded to William M. and Fred Fulberth on June 20, 1922. Their wipers were based on Mary Anderson's blade design, but were powered by air from the engine manifold. As a result, the faster the car went, the faster the windshield wipers wiped, regardless of how hard it was raining. That must have been pretty funny to watch. It was a step in the right direction, but the design still wasn't fully baked. Other historical windshield wiper innovations resulted from accidents. On one night in 1916, John R. O'Shea of Buffalo, New York, got into a car accident with a bicyclist because of his lack of visibility. That inspired him to replace Mary Anderson's counterweight with a spring to keep the blade against the glass more securely and do a better job of clearing moisture and debris. Oh, and don't worry, the bicyclist did survive. In a much stranger story, Robert Kearns of Detroit, Michigan, 
invented a motorized intermittent windshield wiper system after a popped champagne cork hit him and almost blinded him in his right eye on his wedding night. He received several windshield wiper patents, one of which he showed to Ford Motor Company, although without them deciding to license the design. When he found out later that they were indeed using his design without compensating him, he filed a number of lawsuits, but had a nervous breakdown that prevented him from seeing the action through. What can I say? Inventors are special people. In truth, I actually worry more about Mrs. Kearns. Most of these windshield wiper innovations were completed in the 1950s, so you might think that their evolutionary journey had come to an end. But if there is anyone who can build a better mousetrap, it is Elon Musk and the team at Tesla. They have earned not one, but two patents for windshield wiper innovations in the last few years. The first patent, filed in 2019, proposes to use a single electromagnetic blade to clean the car's windshield, although it can be modified to incorporate two blades as well. Part of the appeal is that this design draws a lot less energy off the car battery than a conventional wiper, a real advantage in an electric car. It achieves this by eliminating the friction that has to be overcome by the blade and motor in a traditional windshield wiper design. Believe it or not, the company started looking into how they could improve windshield wiper design because of the implications of their autopilot functionality. Tesla's autonomous driving aids rely on having clear visibility through the windshield. And if you don't have a person to turn on the blades for you, safety becomes an issue. And while an electromagnetic windshield wiper blade is oh so Tesla, wait until you hear about their latest patent, just awarded in September of 2021. No more blades at all. Nope, Tesla wants to replace your good old windshield wiper blades with, what else? laser beams. The design calls for sensors to be embedded in the windshield that can detect debris. Once the location of the offending bug, smear, or leaf has been determined and the coordinates communicated, the laser beams would blast it right off the window. Some people think this patent, which was pending at the time, was the reason that the Tesla Cybertruck prototype didn't have any windshield wipers at all. This may have been what they had in mind. I don't think it occurred to anyone to check the prototype for laser beams aimed at the windshield. So maybe in the future, we'll all have laser beams shooting dirt and water off the windshield while we travel to work in our autonomous cars. Call me nostalgic, but I think about how that might translate to the classic song, The Wheels on the Bus. Instead of groups of cute little preschoolers singing about the wipers going swish, 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 we'll be training them to sing the lasers on the bus go pum pum pum? Oh, I guess not all progress is progress. Send me back to Mary Alexander and her swishing window cleaning device any day. Then again, this is a business history podcast, so consider the source. On that note, it is time to wrap up this edition of This Week in Business History. Thank you so much for tuning into the show each week. Don't forget to check out the wide variety of industry thought leadership available at SupplyChainNow.com. As a friendly reminder, you can find This Week in Business History wherever you get your podcast from, and be sure to tell us what you think. We would love to earn your review, and we encourage you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. On behalf of the entire team here at This Week in Business History and Supply Chain Now, 
This is Kelly Barner wishing you all nothing but the best. On that note, we'll see you here next time on This Week in Business History.